Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast. This is your host, Elena, back with Justin. We're so excited to bring you another episode. We hope this helps you develop in your life as a leader. And welcome back, Justin. I'm going to go ahead and give you the question for today if you're ready. I am ready. So how can you deliver in a way that beats expectations as a leader? Well, that's a good question. How do you deliver in a way that beats expectations as a leader? So, okay. Um, You know, I think on the previous podcast, we talked a lot about developing leadership. Um, in a bankrupt leadership situation, <clears throat> I think the same skills applies whether you're bank in a bankrupt leadership situation or not. And by that, I mean that if you're constantly developing leaders on your team, uh, you're letting them lead or, or take turns leading the meetings, um, getting experience at what it's like to be in your position as well as pickups, you know, rotates some of the tasks where they're taking on more of a leader role. And even if you have to take on some of their tasks that are more mediocre and what you would call some people would feel below themselves. I don't feel that way, but in order for them to develop, it's important. So if you want to beat expectations, the first thing you have to do, like it's, it seems counterintuitive, but you're going to have to invest a lot of time in turning your team into leaders, regardless of what their position is or their background or wherever they are. Like a leadership skill is something that innately we should all teach each other. Anyway, parents should teach their kids. We should teach it in the schools. We should be teaching in the businesses. So to me, this is just another layer where we should be learning it from another Avenue, 360 degrees, you know, global, all the way around, whatever. So I guess 360 degrees doesn't include over my head and everything. I don't know what it would be, but like a ball all the way around me, constantly having leadership um, at me. So if I'm going to try to beat expectations, that's the first thing I would do. I would start now and don't expect any miracles anytime soon. It takes time to build programs and you yourself are going to have to learn how to lead and, and learn how to teach leadership because leading people is different than teaching leadership. They are two very different things. You can model leadership by leading by example, but that's not the same as teaching it, like teaching it to your child or teaching it to a coworker, or teaching it to a team member. It's not the same. And so one is I'm, I'm, I'm showing it to you. The other is I have the ability to teach it to you so you can do it also. But leading by example is I'm teaching it and I'm also showing you that not only am I teaching it, but I believe in doing it as well. That's a big part. Like I'm now trustworthy because I'm doing the same thing that I'm teaching. 
And so that's an extra level of leadership there. And that's the extra skill set. It's one thing to be a leader, but it's a whole other thing to be able to teach leadership or give people the confidence to be leaders, leaders, you know, and if you deal or I wouldn't say deal with, if you manage or um, lead people from diverse backgrounds, you're going to find that those backgrounds and, and things in the way that you lead or your understanding of leadership is going to be very challenged. And people's goals and motivations are going to be very different than yours. Their situations and the situations they have to crawl out of, get out of, deal with are always different than yours, no matter what, every human. And so giving them the ability to lead themselves is the best give you, gift you can give someone. Like really, ultimately, it doesn't matter what it is, the gift of independence and leadership is what it is. So if you're gonna beat expectations, start doing that and have your people. Because if I shine, Justin shines, woohoo, Justin shines, what good does that do, right? I may get promoted, I shine, my ego gets a little car wax, I'm a little shinier, you know, whatever. But if I raise all the people, it's not just Justin saying hello, it's like, oh shit, Justin's whole team is raising up as leaders. Um, and his department's doing better than any other department. And they're performing better, and, and, and. And at the end of the day, it was never about me. Like I benefited because I made it about everyone else. So if you want to stand out um, and you want to beat expectations, that's what I would do first. Um, honestly, the second part, which is the harder part for me, honestly, because I'm more creative and I'm more theoretical. I used to be more into the finance and into the chef tech and the recipes and very analytical, but out of necessity to grow food service partners, I've sort of moved into the more creative side, into the revenue generating side and the sales side. And you can guys tell that maybe I'm a little bit extroverted right now, it seems to be, but actually until probably seven or eight years ago, I was pretty introverted at, at food service partners. And I think you would find that if the way I led was, was very different than the way that I lead now. And I'm much more vocal and extroverted because it was where what was needed for FSP. And so if I wanted to beat expectations at FSP in my situation or as an entrepreneur, I'm always going where there's no one else. Okay, we need business development, client relations team. Okay, going there, building that team. Uh, we're needing HR and whatever went and helped build an HR team. Now, Anshanet does it and, and built it way better than I ever did, right? So, you know, just because I started doesn't mean it's my way or whatever. So I think beating expectations also is catching people off guard. Like if I'm willing to build something and say, oh, it's not my baby. And Anshanet, you have got your degree in H human resources. You should do human resources. That's not what happened here. I'm using it as an example. But it is, um, it is something she excelled at. It is something she was good at. And she, did it, she does it way better than I ever did it. Honestly, she cares more about it. She has more compassion about it. She deals with the employee issues differently than I do. And she's better at it than I am. You know? But if I have to deal with HR and deal with employees, I can handle all of those things. <clears throat> but when it comes to the insurance and the dental and all the paperwork and stuff. That's just not my cup of tea. Like, honestly, like it's just, 
I care about it because I care about the employees, but Anjanette cares about it more. <clears throat> so if I'm going to beat expectations, it also means I need to let go of things and empower other people that may do it better than I can. And I have to admit to myself that they can do it better than I can. You know, that's number two, I would say, is delegate, admit to yourself that there's other people that do it better than you, and then empower them. Because that'll beat expectations. Because someone can perform better than you at something, you know, so be it. And it's not, a, it's not bad, guys, and it's not an insult to you. It's no different than me being a soccer player on the soccer field, and I was good at defense, and someone was good at offense because they could score a lot of goals. We played our position. And the striker knew that I was better than him at defending and, and slide tackling and rougher and meaner than he was so I could beat up people on the defense. It's just the way it was. And I know he was aggressive, fast, and could get the ball in the goal. And we played with each other on the field in a way, all 11 players that matched each other's you know, abilities. Someone had a left foot on the left side, right side, right foot, or vice versa, depending on the strategy. <clears throat> That's all part of it. So it's the same thing. Um, <clears throat> empower your resources. The third thing I would say, if you're going to beat expectations is, you know, organization. Um, a lot of companies, or if, even if you're an entrepreneur, I think organization, the ability to keep commitments, um, the ability to thank people, um, to go beyond what everyone else is doing in the world. Um, again, we talked about it on the last podcast, but if everyone's writing digital cards, thank you cards and happy birthday cards, and that's what everyone else does, you're not going to beat any expectations by doing that. If you want to beat your client's expectations, you're going to have to build personal relationships with them. If you want to have outstanding relationships with your clients or your customers, or the individual customers, you're going to have to do more, not just a birthday email, not just, you know, get 20% off. Here's your email coupon. Like who the hell cares? Like you're going to have to do more than that. I don't know what it is, but you're going to have to do more. You're going to have to figure out a way that you personally can beat expectations in your industry. You know, we're still working on it. Food service partners. We do a shit ton of food but like trying to make sure that we beat expectations and lead in a way that beats expectations is an everyday, I wouldn't call it struggle, but an everyday purpose because we're constantly having to, to stay ahead and constantly have to stay ahead of our competitors and constantly have to figure out ways to not only deal with large corporation clients, but also individual consumers that we direct ship to. So if you want to beat expectations, you're probably around doing what we're doing, which is, you know, as your business is growing, um, if it is right now, which I hope it is, because if you want to beat expectations, the fourth thing is be aggressive right now. But the third thing still is still important. So if you're going to be aggressive and you're going to beat expectations, you have to be aggressive in your goals. You're going to have to say, if the client wants it done Friday the 17th, for example, I don't know what day that is really. I'm just spitting out a number. And you want to beat their expectation. 
don't get it done a day early, get it done two, three, four days early. You know, the key to being on time is being early. And that goes for delivery of things too. So you've got to be aggressive. I mean, don't be aggressive in terms of hurting the outcome or the the goal. But if you can deliver the same result that you were going to deliver on Friday, on Tuesday, deliver it on Tuesday. And be aggressive in the delivery and getting it done with your team. And make sure you celebrate that you got it done and explain why you're doing it. That beats expectations. Um, I think the last one, I think I was going to do three, but there is five now that I really think about it. The fifth one, if you're going to beat expectations is, gosh, um, as a leader, I mean, I think we'll get into these in some of the further podcasts. We get into a bunch of the E's. If everyone goes to my social media at Justin Bizarro, you can find on there. I do quite a bit of posts on leadership. Um, where I've broken it down into six categories and there's 18 E's to leadership basically to make it simple. But um, I think that if you're going to beat expectations, you start probably have to mastering some of those skills Um, and you're going to have to master skills outside of what it is you're trying to beat the expectation for. So the fifth one is look where the opportunity actually is. So if you want to be more interesting and you want to beat expectations, you're going to have to invest more in other people and you're going to have to become a more rounded human and gain more experience. So that means exposure and experience, not only in the workplace, but in the world. That means travel. That means uh, things like that, that give you a more rounded thing like, Oh, in a conversation, Oh, I've always wanted to go to Thailand. Oh, I've been to Thailand. Here's what I recommend you should do. You know, you're embracing that person. You know, it's like, I really don't know a lot about baseball. I don't watch it, but I glance at it enough to hold a conversation with someone. If that's their interest, I know the scores. I know enough about the main players here and there off of glancing off my phone or whatever, because it's important that I'm a well-rounded human. It's why the newspaper was so important for people. It helped them connect and have something to conversate about. So, you know, that's the other piece is how do I become a well-rounded human and encourage well-roundedness in the people I'm teaching, like the first thing we said. Um, so that they too become more rounded and build more well-rounded long-term relationships. And that beats expectations. Expectations in the short run that are blown away are usually not long-term guys. And I would say that in your relationships, in your workplace, um, you know, you do a big boom now, it's usually not long lasting. Again, um, we talked about in a different podcast, just like there's the constant dribble storm of stress as an entrepreneur or as a leader, and the way you want to think about it and manage it, it's the same in customer service and the same in expectations. It's you want to set, set a high standard, but you always want to do more, uh, something extra here and there that's the opposite or different than what every other company or person's doing because you need to stand out, but you also need to set a higher level of expectation. So if you're doing something for everyone's birthday, great, do something for everyone's birthday, but also do something extra that's different than everyone else. So I think that that's um, the expectations there. Elena, I mean, I would love to dive into sort of ways that you feel expectations can be 
sort of dominated, if you will. I think we all have expectations on us in relationships and in life, whether we realize them or not. So it's an interesting question. I think that when you're trying to beat expectations, it's important to think about where those expectations are coming from. Is it coming from yourself? Are they expectations that you have had in mind or have set for yourself? And, or are they expectations from another source? Do you have a mentor that you look up to or a leader that you look up to that you really feel you want to aspire to become like? And that's a good way to, to see where your expectations are first coming from because I think sometimes we need that accountability, especially if you know leadership is new to you or this is something you know that you're just now starting to, to learn about or get started on having expectations is important, but also having accountability, um, whether that's self accountability or you're in some kind of group or you listen to some sort of speaker or podcast like we are doing here. Um, I think it's really important whether that's what you do, like Centurion Leadership Battalion, we have calls and we have email change and chains, and we're always kind of keeping each other accountable to this continued growth. Uh, so you don't become, you know, oh, I'm going to do this for a week and then I'm not going to do it anymore. Do you know what I mean? I think having that accountability is really important. Yeah, I agree with you um, 100%, Elena. And, and on the expectations, if you're, I mean, the question we just did the last episode and this question are kind of tied together in this way, is there needs to be the consistency and the long-term discipline to continue it going. And I will tell you guys, like even as we did leadership in our own company and we've tried to get leadership with our clients and we're trying to beat expectations, it's really like gung-ho the first like, you know, six, eight months. And then you get that atrophy effect, that, that swing back where people lose interest or don't stay with it or whatever that naturally happens to humans where it's like all gung ho and I have interest in something and then I lose focus and discipline and then I don't ever succeed at that or maybe anything in my life totally because I do that just as an example. But what I'm saying is, is it's really important that if we want to beat expectations and if we want to instill leadership into our businesses, whether they're bankrupt or not, that we do it over the long term and there's long term um, discipline and um, and consistency in the way that you do the leadership and the plan that you have and things like that. So um, that's where I am uh, on that, I guess. I just, it's an interesting question because expectations I agree where they come from is where, where it matters. I guess I'm focused more on the client expectations when I answer the question, but if it's coming from family expectations and expectations like that, I would definitely, I agree with Elena. Um, if I look at it more holistically, you have to be careful where those expectations are coming from and what they mean for your mental and physical health. I will say that, but I in the business evaluating, you know, the source, yeah. first of all is, is just, making sure that you're looking at where these are coming from and the really the re the motivation behind why you're looking at these expectations. Obviously, if you're talking about a customer or a client within your business, you need to look at their expectations and, and really seek to meet those. But if these are generational, 
you know, passed down through your family expectations. You have to be this or do this. I think really evaluating those and making sure they align with your own personal morals or values or goals is really important. I think that there's just a lot of different ways to look at this question, whether it's in your own life or in your professional life. Oh, Lane is going down the rabbit hole. Okay. <laughs> if you like 100%. Um, so let's, let's dive into this a little bit deeper and I won't go on too long, but I agree with you, Elena, on the generational expectations, the life expectations. Let's just talk about the, the family patterns that repeat that are just can compound and be extremely detrimental. Um, so um, it's an interesting thing we do with the human mind. In our human mind, in our thoughts, you know, we really have to think about what thoughts in our head are our own, what thoughts in our head were put there by others or others' fears or others' expectations. Like, and if we want to uncap our leadership potential or our true human potential mentally, um, and even physically, I would say, you have to, at least in my experience and in the people that I've coached or mentored that I've seen be successful in this, um, you have to look at what those expectations are and why they're there and what your motivators are, like really holistically, like because generally I think a lot of people think money's their motivator and I did too, especially when it was there, but it, it is not my motivator. It is my trophy. Um, it is how I am rewar rewarded for my purpose and, and providing value to the world um, and generating value for providing solutions and, and, and ultimately growing humans and the, in business so they can provide value to other people or other businesses or whatever. That's the true thing, the true thing. And once I realized that it's not, I'm not a food person. I'm not a, only a father. I'm not only one thing that I have a bigger purpose. Um, then a lot of those expectations fell to the wayside. And even at work, it's very interesting the way I handle things, even with my father now, uh, um, the way that I working in a family business, for example, in some ways, but not a family business. Um, and what those expectations look like and the way that I handle them now. And it's funny, some, if you're talking about really, um, you have to, I'm not saying to be insubordinate in any way, so don't get me wrong. But what I am saying is you have the ability to manage those expectations and you have more power in you and in your brain than you know. And if there's expectations on you from a person that's affecting you negatively and you can, and you want to do something about it, obviously it's gain the skills to talk about it first. And if talking is not an option, then you probably shouldn't be in that position or maybe it's not the right passion for you or whatever, but that's a realistic expectation uh, for yourself. Um, so we really want to talk about expectations. Um, you know, most relationships fall apart because of expectations. Um, we go from loving each other unconditionally at the beginning in the honeymoon period to then getting used to things and then expecting them to be that way and, and things like that. So 
expectations can be a very negative thing to us personally. When we put expectations on other people, we put our expectations for them, not what they expect for themselves, depending on what it is. Um, obviously, there's expectations in terms of helping your child grow, but it's also in the way that we do it. Um, so the word is a very loaded word in some ways because we have to be careful in how we take them on to Elena's point. And I, and I, and I do, I, I can sometimes take on way too many expectations from Deborah or my father or business or work. And I don't set my own personal boundaries or my personal space because if I take on too many expectations, what I do is I rob myself of my personal space, my personal time, the things that help me personally grow. And regardless, and it's crazy to me that this happened, but if I'm going to grow other people, I have to constantly grow. And at this point, I am so scared of not growing every day so I can't grow other people that it's literally sometimes I'm up till like last night, like I was about to fall asleep. It's one, one Oh three. Talk to Deborah getting ready to say goodnight. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't read. I got to read. I need, I got to stay ahead. So next thing you know, it's one in the morning, but that's the thing is you have to be selfish in your growth. And I don't mean selfish and I need to sit on the couch and take care of me and eat my bonbons and my Cheetos and watch whatever I want. That's not the type of selfishness I'm talking about. I'm talking about the selfishness to grow me as a human, to fulfill my destiny, whatever that may be, or my legacy, whatever I want it to be. And so um, do I have an expectation of myself? Yeah. And so other than what I would call expectations from clients in my life, um, there's only the only other expectations that I really put on myself um, are my own. And even if they're from someone else, I literally make sure that I'm choosing to do it because I want to. It's a very conscious or else you can lead people get resentful and resentments lead to relationships. Oh God, ask me to take out the trash again. I can't believe you're asking me to take the trash out again. You know, whatever. Why do you always have to bother me about the trash or whatever? You know, our egos step in, but it's like, I don't have a problem with the trash. I love taking out the trash, but that's why, like I turned it into something. I love doing it. I love the task of completing it. I created Pavlov's dog ringing the bell in my own head with my own expectations. And so like I'm able to navigate other people's expectations by not letting them be expectations by being proactive. And if I'm proactive and I'm doing the things that I should be doing in my relationships and in my work, then I'm staying ahead before an expectation ever happens. And it's so weird because people are going to be, oh, that's so serving and you're going to be a doormat and whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about to the point of your demise. I'm talking about to the point of I have a boundary. I have a couple bubble with Deborah, and those two things are the most important. And then from there I go lead and there's no expectations that enter my personal bubble or my couple bubble without being filtered by either Deborah and I or myself first. And if it is an expectation, I then do it because I make sure I want to because I'm delivering happiness or joy to someone by completing that expectation. And it doesn't hurt anyone that I care about, most importantly, or people that 
are employed by at FSP. You know, so how do I blow away expectations? The five things I said earlier, I mean, I think all of them are about staying ahead of it. All of them are about doing more than everyone expects of you, so you're staying ahead of the expectations. And that's in your personal relationships. That's in all of them. Like, it's human nature to put expectations on people, and it's not the right thing to do, but we can talk about it all day long. But I think that if we were all more loving and lived more by the golden rule, what you'll find is you're staying ahead of the expectations, and therefore expectations don't exist. If you're delivering your customer what they need, plus a little bit more every time, they don't have an expectation anymore. It's not there. You're beating it every time. If your spouse complains that you aren't buying flowers, start buying more flowers. Maybe don't buy three dozen at a time or a dozen at a time. Maybe do four at a time. But every week, show consistency, discipline, and it'll go a lot farther. Because here's the rule and an interesting rule where expectations come from that I will tell everyone. And it, the human mind plays this trick and it is 100% based on our emotions and our wanting to be loved and needed and whatever and have purpose. It is this. A person would much rather have you show up more often for less time than less often for more time. Why? Because a person wants you to feel that you, they are thought about more often, not less often. So even if I spend eight hours there one time, it doesn't have the same impact as spending eight times for one hour. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, like when everyone's like, you know, rest days and whatever, and I'm like, no rest days. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, so you do 100% five days a week. I do 80% seven days a week. And I spend the other 20% of my time giving everything I have to my family or Deborah or whoever else. So at the end of it, you may have 100% on the weekends for your family, but I argue most people take it for personal use. I don't. But my accumulation of time with my family is more. So if you're getting 500 minutes, let's argue if I translate the percentage and I'm doing 80% and I'm getting 560, I'm still getting 60 more, but I'm also making it appear more because I did it over seven days and made it something I did every day with my kids versus two days a week with my kids. So you want to beat expectations, build a system in your life where it doesn't matter if it's a weekend or a weekday, work, not work, where you balance out your life that way. I don't care if you work in a corporate job or not. I don't care how, if you need to balance out your schedule on weekends. You're, you, the best thing to do, and I'm, I'm not kidding, is be very disciplined in what you get done during a day. I know everyone can push themselves to 100% every day to be better but it's the discipline not to. And it's the discipline then to not let your foot off the gas ever and stay consistent. And the only time you hit the gas to go 100% and try to push yourself farther 
during those days every so often because you're used to the 80% consistently. If you want to push to a 90 or 100 get and get used to it for consistent pets is when there's opportunity and it's time to be aggressive. Otherwise, like I said, you want to stay ahead of it. You want to be a good leader. It's not about the 100% burning yourself out and then needing rest days because that's not giving 100% of yourself all the time. It's giving yourself 100% five days a week to specific tasks. And those tasks only move along on those days of the week. Where if you're 80, 20, for example, like I'm talking about, or breaking your day up into three days where I've, you know, where there's three days where the first two days are work and the last day is my family or whatever, however I want to break it down. <clears throat> you can do it that way too. 66, 33, for example. <clears throat> I'm just saying you're going to get more by moving the thing across every day and staying consistent every day and driving leadership lessons with your family every day. And I'm not talking about TV time in that 20%. Like, like cooking together, being present together, doing activities together, walking the dog together. And if you want to watch a show at the end of the night, great. But I'm also talking about using that 20% of the time or 33% to, to build whatever. And if your family and your kids do that, they are going to come out of college beating expectations. I 100% know it. Not any doubt in my mind. There's not anything about me that says I'm wrong. Nope. Your kids learn the same habits. Oh, it's not about soccer practice Tuesdays, Thursdays. It's about, okay, you have practice Tuesday, Thursdays, and you have games on Saturdays. Well, that still means you need to practice at home on Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. I'm, a, I'm your parent. We need to figure out, I'm going to do it with you. We're going to fill in the time in between the coaches for you to still touch the soccer ball and play the soccer ball. Because if we're going to dedicate the time to you to do it, I want to make sure you're the best at doing it. Okay. And then every day they're used to that hour and a half at soccer, even if it's with you or with a coach, period. Then they're still used to having an hour and a half after that or two hours or three hours every night to do their homework. Same consistency, no matter how many days in the week there is whether they do their homework on Saturday morning for three hours or Friday night for three hours at the same time, they're getting the consistency of the time. Generally, I've seen that kids will do it around the same time every day if you give them the habits. And the same with work. You give them work and it, it, it forms the same habits. The exercise habits, it's good to form, guys, because when we get out of college and we're young adults, we need foundations. And we need basics because when our life changes, it's cool to have things like that practice every day or that exercise every day for an hour and a half. We instill it as kids, no matter what it is, even if your kid's not an athlete and doesn't like it, go for a walk, ride a bike, figure out what to do during that hour and a half. But I, physical movement, whether they don't show it as kids or not, all of us need it. And all of us want to do it, especially when we get older and wish we were more active, whether we admit it or not. So you want to beat expectations. You want your family to beat expectations. I really just told you it's staying consistency, not at 100%. At staying consistent and showing up and being there and doing it more often <clears throat> so the person knows that you care.
And when you're there every day for someone, it's way more than being there twice a week. And if you're there every day showing interest in your business every day, people are seeing that you're still working every day in your business. And I'm not doing it at a point that I'm stressed. I don't take on stress like most of the people I work with who give a shit ton five days a week. I honestly don't. And I get it. They do it. They want to dedicate their weekend to their families. I, Justin Bizarro, just don't live my life that way. Even if I have chores at home and mowing the lawn and whatever, I use extra time with that or figure out how to do it. Like my personal time as Justin moving forward time. And it's allocated in my life. I can mow the lawn for an hour and a half here. I have the time to do it. That's why I would be working on social media for myself, for example. Okay, I'll go mow the lawn. But I'm able to very easily do that in my life because I had it instilled in me like through my mom. And then I lost a little bit. But <clears throat> as I got you know, into a relationship with Deborah and, and with kids and, we were, and that was being instilled in, in the kids and myself and the way Deborah and I led and, and getting Zoe to CrossFit matches and the importance of being on time, we had to lead the same way by example. <clears throat> and we had to, to, and we weren't able to give 100% every day if we have soccer practices and games and multiple teams. <clears throat> so if you do that, you, you just have to set a different standard, one that's more reasonable. And we all try to give it all the five days. And it's just, just not the way it is. Um, we just have to figure it out. And should, when your kids are off school, it's like, well, the kids are out of school. You need to spend 100% of your time with them. I agree. But I think there's ways around it and there's ways that we can, can still do the 80% and they still have the time with you that they need and time with friends and things like that, that give them a well-rounded life and you a well-rounded life and you're teaching them skills. So sorry, I went on a long tangent there, but I think that the expectations there are a big deal and it's a lot easier said than done. And I just spit it on a podcast and whatever, 40 minutes or something. And, but it does take practice and I did learn it all the hard way. And I did learn it as a step parent, which with having no learning from when they were kids. So it was a, you know, more of a knock on the head from everyone and like learning from a fire hose and trying to figure out where I belonged in all of it. But what I did learn and what I thought most important as I walked the journey was um, just being there every day. Like really it matters more than anything else. So it matters even when they're in California or sorry, Chicago. I don't know why I said California. In Maddie's case, she always knows Deborah's there for her. Deborah was there consistent with her every day. We were consistent with Maddie every day. If Maddie needs something, we're there for Maddie. We show the consistency. You know, it's no different than any family or on the farm, what my family did for me. We're consistently there for each other and for the animals. Our lives depended on it. <clears throat> so that's how you uh that's how you beat expectations. Just stay ahead of them. Honestly, I know everyone's like, oh, you shouldn't have them and we should just erase them and they're bad and they destroy relationships. All true. But the really only way to beat them is to stay ahead of them and not focus on them. Don't worry about the expectations. Worry about you and, and grow people and stay ahead of everyone. You know, if you're growing and you're always thinking about how I'm going to 
do better and how I'm always going to deliver joy and happiness and love to someone, you're going to be way ahead of all the expectations. So Elena, you really threw me down a rabbit hole, but I enjoyed it. And I definitely think it was valuable content in that rabbit hole. So thank you. Thank you everyone for listening in, share, write reviews, follow us on social media. Um, you know, we're doing this for free to try to make a difference and try to put more leadership in the world. And obviously, and, you know, gain experience in leadership skills ourselves. So thank you everyone for listening in and God, the downloads keep going up. Um, so that's great. So thank you guys. And thank you, Elena. Thanks, Thanks for the question. Everyone, and thank you, Justin. I hope that you enjoyed getting to pour into our listeners today. And like he shared, we really appreciate everyone that, that has been a part of our community and just helping grow our podcast. We really value and appreciate you. Have a great day. Bye everyone.